At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food, simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit redbarninc.com slash coupon to save a dollar off your first can. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Mondays is Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacey Moore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows. Five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Hardy. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Cahet and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahet, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before with Vondria Walters and Zakia Lana. A family healing circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacey Ferguson, tonight and every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Thank you, thank you, thank you to my special guest for tonight. We'll talk to you about that in a minute. We're going to build up the suspense. Um, thank you to everyone who's listening. Thank you to my all my newcomers, and thank you for the people who have been rocking with me since day one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I could not have done this without you, without your inspiration, without you guys telling me, you know, what you want to talk about, what you want to hear, everything that's going on in our community. So, again, I say thank you for listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. Um, and welcome to the show. Tonight we will have um, a special guest on who is a author, 
uh, of a book that's out, and the name of the book is Cruel Awakening. Now, I've read the book, and I'm not even going to lie to you. I've read the book in one day. That's just how good the book is. I cried. I laughed. I was pissed. It takes you through, like, the whole range of emotions. So I absolutely love the book. You have to get it. You have to read the book. Without further ado, I'm going to bring the special guest on because I'm ready to jump right in. So if you are listening and you know someone's supposed to be listening, call them, text them, tell them, be on. You need to be listening. All my people that's listening from the computer, Please feel free if you have any questions or comments to call into the show. The telephone number is 646-929-0630. Make sure you're listening. Call your friends. Tell them you should be listening. All right, so we're going to get this party started. Miss Zena. Yes, hello, and thank you for having me on the show today. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be a guest on your show. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, and it is such an honor and pleasure to have you on the show. All right, so you ready to jump right in, or you want me to warm you up first? Girl, do whatever you need to do. Okay, that's fine. We jumping in because I could not wait to talk to you to talk about this book. I mean, first of all, okay, so let's start with give everyone your name, give everyone the name of the book, and if you have any other books available, and give them contact information just in case they need to get in touch with you, if they want to do a book signing, if they want to get the books directly from you, give them all that information first, and then we'll give it to you again throughout the show. Okay, well, first of all, the book's Facebook page is Cool Awakening the Book. So I would like everyone that's listening now to just um, go to Facebook and like the page. That way you'll always keep us up to date as to when I'm having book signings. I do a lot of book fairs. I do the Baltimore City Book Fair, um, Book Festival Correction. Um, and then I travel, I'm supposed to be traveling to Houston and to Florida to their book festival as well. Um, but like I said, go to Cool Awakening the Book on Facebook and like the page. Um, if you want to um, send me any messages, um, you can do so there if you have any questions. I usually post wherever I'm going to be right on the website so people can just go to the website I mean, to the Facebook page and um, do it there. Um, I also do um, I do um, speaking engagements where I actually go to different centers and speak to women who um, may be in a domestic situation. Um, and also I can be reached by email at um, glamourbooks at gmail.com. So that's G-L-A-M. M A at Gmail, I mean, Glamour Books. So it's G L A M M A B 
B-O-O-K-S at gmail.com. That's glamourbooks.com. If you have any questions or um, if you want me to come to a speaking engagement or anything like that, um, that's where you need to email me, and um, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. If you would like to purchase the book, um, you can go to your local bookstore and get it if they don't have it in stock. It does have an IBM name. You just give them um, my name and um, the name of the book, Full Awakening. Also, the book is available on Amazon.com. So if you are an Amazon Kindle user and you're unlimited, the book is actually free to you. If you um, purchase a book, then it's $0.99, cents and it's on Kindle for $3.99 if you're not a Kindle Unlimited user. Um, the paperback is available, and it is $9.99. Um, I also have two titles that are coming out this year. Um, one is actually a children's book. It's called Tyler, the Wonder Kids Shark Adventure. It's my first children's book, and I'm kind of excited about that because I've been getting a lot of feedback from that. And um, also the the next book after that, which was is set to come out um, late fall, is called Pink Awakening. Um, all of my books are going to be a part of um, an Awakening series. Cool Awakening was my first book. Pink Awakening is um, a story about my breast cancer journey because in 2014 I was diagnosed with breast cancer, and this that book is going to be about you know, my recovery and my struggles and some self-help as for other women that are also going through breast cancer. But the, by popular demand, my my fans are demanding to know what happens to Zakia, who just happens wait, wait, to be... Wait, 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 wait. Nope, nope. Don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. I'm going to cut you off because I want to build up to that. I want to build up to that because that's one of my questions. So we're going to okay. get to that after we talk about the book first. Well, let me hush. Wait. Oh, yes. Now I'm going to give it away too fast. All right. So the name of the book is Cruel Awakening. The book is partly true, partly no, book, fictional. No, none of the book is fiction. All of the book is true. The names, um, I changed the character names to protect people's um, identity, but everything in the book is true. Sequencing may be off, like this may not have happened on this day or this may not have happened on that day, but you have to Mm -hmm. keep in mind that this story is set back in the 80s and, um, you know, the brain gets a little worried after, you know, 30 or so years. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, but... But, okay, so you are from Baltimore? I am from Baltimore, born and raised. The book All right. setting is set in Baltimore. So mm-hmm. if you go to Baltimore, you're going to recognize, you're going to recognize the clubs, you're going to recognize, you know, the mm-hmm. happenings around town, you know, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with the Green Hill Park scene where we used to go down the strip and hang out. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and yeah, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. All the so come will come to surface when you read the book because it's all about back in the day. Okay. Now, true story, 
The premise of the book is domestic violence or domestic abuse and how you lived through it, how it started, and how you got through it. So let's start from the beginning. Let's start the book beginning. the book from the beginning is you growing up and you kind of telling or painting the scene about the kids in your neighborhood and how you met your first love. Or not how you met him, but how he came to be your first love. Exactly. Now. Okay. But I just want to the book starts off with, it actually starts the book off with an actual domestic occurrence during that relationship. Because I just wanted to capture the audience attention just from the mm-hmm. from page one. I wanted to yeah. draw you from page one. And, you know, that is what I hope I was successful in doing, like capturing mm-hmm. you from day one, from page one, and just mm-hmm. having you to tell me, God, I need to know what's happening next. Like, what, what, oh, yes. Like, if you, if and you come oh, and you feel me. that way, then I do my job. And, oh, believe me. For this whole, okay, so I got the book, um, I don't even know what day I got the book, but it was one day last week. So I said, okay, I'll start reading it on Friday. That way I'll have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to read the book. When I started reading on Friday, by Saturday morning, I had already finished reading it. So from, and I am one of those people, if you do not keep my attention from the beginning to the end, I'm putting the book down and I probably won't finish reading it. I read the book in one day. It was awesome. It kept my attention. And it was like, I couldn't wait. I could not wait. Just like you said, I could not wait to see what was going to happen next. How was she going to get through it? What was she going to do? Okay, so. Get back on topic because you know I can talk forever. Now, in the book, at the beginning of each chapter, there is some factual information. Phyllis and Miss Zena, what you did to help out all the women or men that is struggling with domestic abuse in your book. Okay, so at the beginning of each chapter, what I did was I actually researched the actual topic of domestic violence. So at the beginning of each chapter, there are either some stats, which are factual to date, or there are, like, hotline numbers that you can call if you find yourself in a, in a situation. And I kind of did that because some women's um, condition or situation is very intense, and they just generally just can't have pamphlets laying around the house that say, oh, well, this is the, the, this is the hotline to domestic violence. Like some people are truly mm-hmm. in a situation where their life is in danger and this man is actually watching their every move. So I think right. that if I snuck this information in between each chapter that, mm-hmm. you know, people would capture their attention and then they would be able to see it then. Okay, so that was my Good. purpose for doing it that way. Good. And it very wise, very wise choice and very on point because a lot of the things, 
if it's someone who has never been in a domestic violence or a domestic abuse situation, sometimes we overlook certain things. Or sometimes, and it's for the pure word of ignorance, we just don't know. So in reading this book, being able to see statistics in my face, the numbers, it's overwhelming. And it makes you say, wow, I had no idea. So in saying that, I don't want to I don't want to give away the whole book, so I'm not going to get into details of what happened, when it happened. So I'm just going to kind of give little scenarios so that people will know how good the book is. But I don't want to give it away. So is there looking back now? Is there anything that you would tell your younger self of signs to watch out for, um, of different things that men say to us that women and our being so naive and so happy to have attention and to have attention from a man, what are some signs that you would tell your younger self, Mm-mm, you need to be careful or you need to watch out for that? Okay, well, I pretty much tried to um, capture all of that actually in my introduction. So mm-hmm. if you don't mind, I'll actually read that. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So um, on April 11, 2014, I was diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer. I can remember the barrage of thoughts as I reflected back on my life. This was one of the most emotional moments of my life. All of my life, I've always been a closet writer. My computer holds countless songs, poems, and letters and books. While going through my life of writings, I came across this one, Cool Awakenings. I started writing it in 1992 while recovering from back surgery. As I read through the pages, I then remembered that cancer wasn't my most difficult journey. The abuse I suffered as a young teenager and a young adult by my first husband truly was a test of my strength and endurance. I found myself crying as I read through the pages and relived every moment. I thought God put me through this for a reason. Year after year, as I watched the headline news of women who had been abused, hurt, or even killed by their abuser, often entire families have been murdered when trying to shelter the abused woman. One should not judge unless you walk in the shoes of the abuse. I sat back and watched as countless onlookers gave the accounts of what these women should and should not do. The truth is there are no real answers for me, and I'm sure this woman, this woman, these women feel the same way. Numerous questions remain in the, in the media as to why they stay or why they leave. Everyone has to get to their breaking point. That moment for me was my cruel awakening, when one realizes this is not the way life should be. That being said, an abusive relationship can be the most terrifying and helpless situation that a woman can find herself in, especially if she has nowhere to go. Her abuser is usually not abusive to others, but then sometimes you have those ones that are manic depressive. 
And there are some instances where the abuser will display manic-like personalities where he can become violent to others, or he may be the most pleasant and kindest person they've met until angered. However, behind closed doors, a monster emerges. You can spot an abusive woman by her big smile with a spark of sadness in her eyes, a deep pain that she can't hide behind. It's a constant battle of the heart over the brain accompanied by fear. This book is an account of my story with my abuser. Some names have been changed to protect, to protect their anonymity, but the events are true. Each, each chapter starts with useful information, sites, and websites for you to get more information. In a way, I'm glad it took me 20 years to publish, publish this book because I find the conversations between the younger me and the older me an entwined whirlwind of knowledge and emotions. Over the years, my only regret is that I have lost so many loved ones and friends that will never be able to read the pages of this book. They will never know my pain and my struggle many of whom awaited its completion. My procrastination will leave my words unread to them. This book is in memory of those who have gone on and to those women who could read it and maybe even change or save their lives. God has a plan, so I hope now it reaches the women, the women that may be able to benefit from my experience. Oh, all right. So, Okay, now, in listening to you read that, when you go out to talk to different women, are there a ty- is there a type of woman that you usually come across who are abused? And I say that, like, you know, sometimes, you know, you listen to the media or you listen to TV or you listen to stereotypes, and they usually are women who did not have a father figure or around. Or if they did have a father figure around, the father was abusive to the mother or they grew up in this type of environment. Is this what you find to be the norm? Well, yes. I mean, there are there usually is some family history because if um, she's in a domestic situation, um, generally um, she has experienced some type of abuse in the past. But I mean, it could be totally like something brand new to her because mm-hmm. um, not necessarily being in in an abusive relationship or having an abusive dad or not having a dad at all. We're talking about a whole totally different individual. That man that comes into your life um, really mm-hmm. has nothing to do with her past. So okay. I can't really say that it's, it's the woman because it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, most of the time we can't choose who we fall in love with. Love is a very strong emotion. Um, mm-hmm. And then we just have to be able to find ourselves, believe in ourselves, mm-hmm. and find the strength to get beyond those strong emotions of love and realize that we first must love ourselves in order to um, even thrive and to know that it is, you know, it is not right to just to be in an abusive relationship or let someone beat us. Um, I have posted on my Facebook page that love does not 
love does not hurt you, love does not threaten to kill you, like you, that's not love. And you have to wake up and come to the realization that you have to make smart choices. You have to make the correct decision and get out of your situation. For one thing, that man that you're in that relationship, he's already grown. Nothing you're going to do is going to change him or it's going mm-hmm. to change his personality. He is going mm-hmm. to need help. You got what you get when you got into the relationship. Right. So you either have to figure out, is this what you're able to handle? Is this what you're able mm-hmm. to deal with? Because you're not going mm-hmm. to change him. Um, he is who mm-hmm. he is. He's already, he's already been raised. So you trying to get mm-hmm. a man to say, well, he's not going to do this to me and he's not going to do that to me. That's that's just setting yourself up for failure. Like right. you just have to come to some realization. Um, like I said, have a cool awakening. You know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. just have a cool awakening and be like, look, this isn't this isn't what's going to happen to me. And the sad mm-hmm. part is, like I said, statistics show that it takes a woman six, seven, nine, ten times before she actually leaves her abuser, and that is, like, a known fact. Like, because of the cycle of violence, um, mm-hmm. you know, you go through the honeymoon phase, the rekindling phase, the anger phase, the makeup phase, the makeup sex is wonderful, and you were like, oh, I just need to forgive this man. Like, he's not going to do this mm-hmm. to me again. He was so sorry. Or maybe it was something I did, self-blame. Self-blame mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. like, like, really contributes to it. Like, if you're blaming yourself for him misbehaving, never do that. Right. It's not your right. fault that he is misbehaving, okay? Mm-hmm. You did not deserve whatever he just did to you. Wake up. All right. Now, you actually alluded to my next question, which was, one of the statistics in the book states a minimum of seven times of attempting to leave before a woman actually leaves, or is, does it take a minimum of seven instances of abuse before the woman leaves? Okay, so that statistic actually came from Dr. Phil, and it takes seven instances of abuse. So it has to be... Okay. Seven times that, like, by the seventh time, she's either is fed up enough or the family members have started to mm-hmm. inject themselves into the relationship and, and start mm-hmm. to do something or whatever her support system is. Those people have stepped in and said, look, like, you, this isn't mm-hmm. good for you. You really have to do something. Um, that's when... Seven times is when the outside sources like start to come in and intervene in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, they help you wake up because mm-hmm. you're asleep. You gotta wake up. Right, right. Now, I'm gonna give you a situation that I encountered, and then I'm going to ask a question after that. So. There was a guy that lived in my neighborhood, and he was known. And we were young, and I I probably was in high school or maybe a little after high school. But he was known 
an abuser to his girlfriend. So he had a girlfriend, but they he always beat her up. And it was a known fact, but nobody talked about it. You can't, People kind of just brushed it under the rug. So some years went past, and I ran into him again. And so, you know, we were talking about, you know, the neighborhood and how things had changed and, you know, this, that, and the other. And so then he asked me, you know, so what's going on with you? You know, give me your number. We'll hook up. And my response to him was, oh, no, that's okay, because I remember how you used to beat up your girlfriend back in the day. That's not something I want to be a part of. The look on his face was pure, like, shock. Like, I can't believe you even said that to me. But in that second, that look on his face told me you are still an abuser because because we were out in public, because there were other people around, he wasn't going to either say or do what he wanted to, but he had that look like he could have if we were by ourselves. So now here comes the question. The question is, do you think men are more likely to continue to be abusers if people actually knew that that's what they were doing? Or do you think they don't even really care whether people know or not? If they're abusers, they're going to do it no matter what. I, I, I absolutely will not say that people can't be rehabilitated and changed. You have your mm-hmm. drug addicts who turn their lives mm-hmm. around, and mm-hmm. um, you have people who have other facets of addictions, and they turn around for the better. Mm-hmm. What I will say is, is that every situation is unique. Mm-hmm. Me and my son would not enter into a relationship with a man that I know who has been repeatedly abusive. Mm-hmm. So if there's like one incident, because you have to realize what provoked that man. And I say this because right. if we look back, let's look back at the Ray Rice incident. Okay. Right. Um, like they tore him down. Now I don't live with this mm-hmm. man. I don't know if he was abusive mm-hmm. or not. But if you ever got to see the footage before they got into the elevator, she spit right. on him. She was she the put... aggressor. Yes. So she was the aggressor. This, this was my thinking in the whole situation. I'm like, mm-hmm. he is not abusive to her because there is mm-hmm. no way in the hell a woman who right. has been abused or was afraid of her abuser mm-hmm. would provoke mm-hmm. him. I right. mean, you just you just go, you tiptoe on eggshells, you do so much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so not to provoke him. There's no way in the world that he has an abuser to her the whole time. That was maybe right. a one-time incident or they're both abusive because both people mm-hmm. can be abusive in a relationship. You can have male and female. Both of them are just equally abusive. Right. So nobody's nobody's at fault there because you're both abusive. Mm-hmm. You you could be verbally abusive to him, tear down his manhood to the point where mm-hmm. you know he just lashes out, having nothing to you know nothing else to do. Is that mm-hmm. right? 
because a man should never put his hands on a woman. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you have to look at the whole situation. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. she's tearing this man down. You know, she's slapping him in the face. Um, she's doing this and the other. Now, I have I had two sons, and I have taught them both to never hit a woman. My oldest mm-hmm. son was in a relationship with a woman that was just as equally abusive to him. She provoked mm-hmm. him. She slapped mm-hmm. him. She yelled at him. She started arguments all the time. You know, she was never happy with anything that he did. But I told him, I said, don't you ever put your hands on her. But at the mm-hmm. same token, still, you still have to defend yourself to a point because right. if you allow her to do, and this is the same thing Whoopi said, like, you know, on on her show, she was like, well, hey, you know, if you can hit somebody, you can be hit. <laughs> um, I get it, yes. But I'm not saying that it's correct or that it's the right thing to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. But whenever you mm-hmm. lift your hands to hit another person, you have you know, to expect have that to, they are going to return. To able, huh? You got to be able to get whatever's coming back. You know, mm-hmm. because I've always been taught to defend myself. You know, mm-hmm. there are lots of women out here that are taught to defend themselves. Matter of fact, defending yourself should be a natural and automatic response. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, you know, so that comes to the point where am I defending myself or am mm-hmm. I just doing this for no reason? To me, abuse is you're just verbally being abused, you're just mentally being abused, you're just physically being abused for no reason mm-hmm. whatsoever. Like you have right. it anything to this person mm-hmm. to cause them to behave to you in the manner that they're behaving to you. Like, their behavior is so bizarre, so out of hand, so out of sorts, that it's mm-hmm. just, you know that there's just something just not connecting right there. Okay. Now, so there is one part in the book where, like, you had girlfriends who kind of knew what was going on but could not really get you to see the magnitude of what you were into. Now, you know we all have girlfriends, and, you know, even if it's a non-abusive relationship, but you two get into an argument, you have girlfriends who go, you need to leave him. He ain't this. Why you keep putting up? So if you are being abused and you have girlfriends who are telling you, okay, enough is enough, you have to do something, why did that not trigger anything for you back then or it was it's just a it's just a conversation that you have to have with yourself of when enough is enough. You have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mhm. You yourself mm-hmm. have to get to that point. Um, like, you know, everybody knows that your girlfriend is opinionated. Her opinion mm-hmm. may mm-hmm. not always be what you want it to be. Um, mm-hmm. she don't she don't see your day to day 
trials and tribulations, she only can go by what you're telling her or mm-hmm. what she can see herself. And then, again, mm-hmm. you have to realize that, okay, so if I leave and go to home, go to my girlfriend's house, realistically, if you have an abuse, abuser in your life and you go stay with your girlfriend or whatever, he knows where your girlfriend is. You doing mm-hmm. that is putting her life in danger as well. There have been mm-hmm. so many people who have been murdered trying to hide, mm-hmm. hide mm-hmm. that person protect that person. I remember one Christmas there was uh, a man whose wife had left him and she went to stay with her parents. And I believe it was in California. And he came over Christmas Day and killed the entire family. Uh Um, And it's like, you know, you can't be selfish. You can't just think of yourself. You have to think of others. And and then, like, God knows I I wouldn't even be able to live with myself if something has mm-hmm. happened to China trying to protect right. me. Right. I get it. I get it. Sometimes it's a sticky situation. But it's so real and it's so it's the reality of a lot of people. So in this show, we are here to help. One of the resources we will give is um Zena, the national hotline. For domestic abuse, if you need it, the number is. You want me to give you the number? Yeah, or I can go through the book and get it. Okay, so the the, the um, number for the National Domestic Violence Hotline is one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. That's one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. All right. Now, another quote from the book, and this is going to be Chapter 4. Later in life, adults who are exposed to marital violence as children may exhibit higher risk levels for many problems, including physical and mental problems, chemical dependency, problems with relationships, including violence, abuse of children, and generalized criminal activity. Other than the House of Ruth, is there any other uh, centers, places where people can go if they need help later on in life for something that happened to them as a child? Right. They can seek counseling through um, their individual, like your primary doctor should be able to direct you to that, to different places. Mm -hmm. There are, um, like each has their, you know, their own shelters. Um, they have mm-hmm. to remain anonymous. They can't tell you where they're located. Um, you can also call the Women Helping Women 24-Hour Crisis Hotline. That number is 513-381-5610. Again, that number is 513-381-5610. Um, and then they have they have a dedicated group of women um, who will help you in a crisis and to help you locate shelter or assistance or therapy or whatever it is that you need in your individual state. Um, you can also just simply go to Google for your state and just Google 
domestic shelter. I also know mm-hmm. that now any hospital that you go to has a center. Like now when you go into the emergency room, if you look around in the emergency room, there's a sign there in just about every emergency room out there that would ask you, are you a victim of domestic violence? And this is because this is where, you know, this mm-hmm. is where you see all these cases that the women are coming into the emergency room saying, mm-hmm. I'm I slipped down the mm-hmm. staff, you know, I black my eye. You know, the doctors see this. And it's like if you are a recurring person, like this is happening to you every two weeks, mm-hmm. every, they know this isn't the case. Um, mm-hmm. I know here at GBMC they even have the pamphlets inside the bathroom. So when you go inside the bathroom, they have the pamphlets there for their center and where you can mm-hmm. call or where you can go to help for help. So at in any given time, if you can't get 911 or you can't get to the hospital room, if you go to an emergency room, they have people set in place to help you mm-hmm. when you need help. Good, good, good. Well, it's good to know that there are resources available, that there are people out there that can help and that is trained to help. So that's an awesome thing. Remember what Make Me Feel It Radio, we are all about resources. We are all about people here to help you no matter what your circumstances are. So if after this show you want to remain anonymous and you want to send me an email, I can either get you in touch with Ms. Zena, or I can get you in touch, or I can get all the resource telephone numbers that we have available for you. I will give them to you. We will keep it just between me and you. I understand. Um, But I do want you guys to know that there are resources available um, where you can remain anonymous, and someone is trained to help you no matter what your circumstances are. All right, so back to the book. Now, And the, I just want to say, people should not be a prisoner in their own home. If you feel like mm-hmm. you're a prisoner in your own home, that right there, that's your first sign that you need help. If you feel captured, you feel like you're a prisoner, mm-hmm. right then and there, you you need help. You have to reach mm-hmm. out to outside forces and try to get some help. Yeah. And don't think I need money or I'm not going to be able to make it on my own because I need his finances or I need to be able to, there are, there is financial help. I know this for a fact. There is financial help. There is housing. There are all types of resources, but you have to make the first stop. So if you feel exactly. like I mean, they have, they have, they have mm-hmm. all these organizations, they have like hotels, they'll put you up in a hotel with you and your children. I mean, it's, so many resources available now that wasn't available during the time um, period of when my book actually takes place. So uh, that that can't be your excuse anymore. That you mm-hmm. know, I have not, I don't have the money. I can't leave. I need his finances. Like that can't mm-hmm. be your excuse anymore. But I, yep. I understand you have to do it. When you feel safe. in your own time, yeah, in safe. your own right. time. I want to hear that. You must do it when you feel safe because if you don't feel safe doing it, then I wouldn't advise you 
to try anything unless you felt completely safe. Like safety is the first measure. But that being said, don't sit back and wait because every day it's like a ticking time yep. bomb. Your life is in danger. Like, you know, mm-hmm. things happen. I mean, he could push you and you could fall and get hit a sink and bust your head open. Like, and you're mm-hmm. gone. So it's like, do something. You might not be able to do something now, mm-hmm. but do something soon. Mhm. And, mm-hmm. you, you and even you know, you know who you are. You know who I'm talking to. Um, if you, I mean, if you, if if God directed you to listen to this broadcast, and you feel like this is you, I'm talking to you. Your life is in danger. You don't have to take this. You don't have to live like this. You have to take the first step. God said, if you make one step, I'll make two. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, in the book, there is a scene where I literally had to put the book down because I could not get myself together. There is a scene where you guys were fighting, and it was in the bathroom, and throughout the whole fight, It was just something about I hit my head on this. I fell back on this. He pushed me and I hit my head on this. I hit my. It was just like you hit your head so many times. And in my me reading the book, it was just like I was saying to myself, please just be able to have enough strength to fight, to cover your head, to do something. Like, do you ever now? think back on those times and say, like, how did I ever get out of that? How did it, what, thank you, Jesus. Like, what is your reaction today of all the times that you had to fight for your life then? It says, won't God do it? Won't he do it? All the time. All the time. I went through this to bring the people cruel awakening. I went through this Mm -hmm. because God do 30 years down the road, somebody, somewhere will pick up this book and realize that, oh, my God, this is me. I'm like, this is this is me. I need to do this. Like, mm-hmm. this is my cool awakening. I need to wake mm-hmm. up. Like, mm-hmm. this is me. It's that everybody mm-hmm. goes something for a reason, and God does not put more on you than what you can bear. Mm-hmm. You just have to know that you can do it. You can, you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to struggle. It's going to be a, a lot of hard times, but you can do it. You have proof. You have someone that's sitting on the show talking to you that has been there. But I'd never bring you any information, special guests, guests that did not live through what they're talking about because I think I have the most realest show on earth. I'm not bringing you people who can talk about something they've never been through. I'm not bringing you people who can just preach to you from a pulpit about what you should and should not do. I have people who are living it, who have lived it, who can give you a word of advice, who can inspire you and motivate you to be a better you, to do better. But 
still understanding if you are in a place where you can't do that right now, here are some things and some resources that will get you going to where you need to be. The next thing in the book that kind of, I guess, stuck in my head is that when you finally said to yourself, you know what, I have to start doing something. So you started saving money and sending and putting it in your mother's house, saving your income taxes and putting it in your mother's house so that you knew when that day came, you had something to fall back on. Exactly. There is nothing you know, like having a mm-hmm. nest egg. There's nothing like mm-hmm. having a nest egg. You can't mm-hmm. tell him what you're saving. You can't, and mm-hmm. even if you're, and even if you're one of those women that you just happen to be a housewife, okay, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to figure out some type of method. Get yourself an online job. There's plenty of online jobs mm-hmm. now. When he goes to work, you working. You mm-hmm. can go on to Fiverr.com and and put yourself in as a typist. I mean, you can type up something for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like those jobs pay like five hundred dollars for you know, 2,000 mm-hmm. words. So you can go mm-hmm. and just whatever your skill is, there's, you can mm-hmm. lick your tools is on there. I don't know. Everything that you can mm-hmm. possibly know is on there. So he doesn't even have to know that you're working and that you're saving up this money. So if even if you mm-hmm. find yourself in a situation, see, because when I was going through this, there was no Internet. There was no, you mm-hmm. know, none of this. I didn't have you know, the privilege of the mm-hmm. things that the ladies have at their disposal now. But I'm right. just saying, he's giving you grocery money. You buy all the groceries from the dollar store and make it work. You stash you some money mm-hmm. away, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do what you can do, if, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the book, you know, he took away, you know, the phone service. Like, Mm-hmm. He can't have a phone because he knew that if I had access to the phone that I was going to call for help. So mm-hmm. at that point in time, I wasn't working. But mm-hmm. you can't let that finance, that finance cannot be the reason life is first. Mm-hmm. Life is finance is second. Your life matters more than anything mm-hmm. else. So the finances, you have to, like, your mindset has to change. Your, the mm-hmm. finances cannot be your primary source of having your life in jeopardy every day. Because, like I said, that man is a ticking time bomb, and you never know when he's going to explode. So you mm-hmm. really have to have, like, literally all of your ducks in a row. All of your ducks in a row ready to go. All right. So do you have daughters or you only have sons? I only have sons. If you had a daughter, how overprotective would you be? I just, I have a granddaughter now. I'm, you know, uh, she's just still very young, but um, I could imagine mm-hmm. that I'm still, I probably would go to jail because I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. wouldn't sit there. Like, my mom, you know, my mom, back then, it was like, there was, it was acceptable to a degree. 
she herself was in abuse in an abusive relationship. So, you know, okay. in, in their terms, you know, if you can fight through it, you can get through it, you know, it's just a mm-hmm. fight, you'll get over it, you know. But I don't think mm-hmm. there should be no, no violence in any relationship. Love is love, you know. Love right. is love. Because love is not you putting your hands on me, you know. Mm-hmm. Love is talking it out, working through that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. know, if he hit me, if he don't hit me, then he don't really love me. Uh-uh. Get out of that mindset. Just totally get out of that mindset. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, another quote from the book. As many as 3,2400 women each year experience domestic violence during their pregnancy. Okay. This was another part of the book where I cried. Because I was saying to myself, oh, my God, but she's pregnant. How could he? To all my women. Yeah. This is a known fact. Um, Look at the, uh, if I remember his name correctly, Karut. Like his girlfriend became pregnant with his child, a football player, and he killed her. There are um, there are lots of like women who get pregnant, mm-hmm. and for some reason, just like spike the violence in their partner. Um, I don't know if mm-hmm. it's the um, the reality that their life is going to change, the reality mm-hmm. that there's another life coming, the reality that he may have to pay child support. Like men go through some extremes. When mm-hmm. is, is mentioned, like when child support mm-hmm. is thrown into the the picture, it's like you know, just responsibility alone, just just having extra mm-hmm. added responsibility alone. Um, mm-hmm. Then you have your closet cases. You get pregnant. You don't realize that this man has another relationship. So if mm-hmm. your pregnancy your pregnancy comes to fruition. His skeletons is out the closet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just this so you getting pregnant, it's like if you're in an abusive relationship, it's probably the worst thing to do because mm-hmm. that that's going to kick it up to that. All right. Now, infidelity can become part of an abusive relationship dynamic. A chapter in the book. Well, you don't have to get into, um, you don't have to be in a violent relationship for infidelity to kick in. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you already took the words out of my mouth. Infidelity is part of being in an abusive relationship in and of itself. Do you exactly. agree? Yeah, I mean, okay. quite often. I mean, I can't, I can't speak for every, you know, situation, but you know, I'll say nine times out of ten, um, there's probably another, another party, and it's that's causing these spikes in domestic violence within that relationship. Mhm. Um. The 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 key thing though is. 
and almost all of the domestic relationships, and this is even with me talking to other people, is that the abuser and the cheater often fabricate or invent a relationship for the other person, giving them reason to mm-hmm. be jealous. And mm-hmm. pretty much, mm-hmm. pretty much, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like giving them the okay, like they need mm-hmm. justifications for what they're doing. So it's giving mm-hmm. them the okay to to do what they do because they can't be wrong because this person is doing me wrong anyway. Right. In their mind, mm-hmm. when this person mm-hmm. is probably not even going outside of the relationship at all, but he has mm-hmm. to have in his mind, this staged up, made up situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has to have this situation or this relationship with you because you have to be doing wrong because mm-hmm. otherwise he would be a monster. Like, you yep. have to be doing me wrong because otherwise I am a monster because you're doing absolutely nothing to me. Right. But yet I'm hurting you. I'm cheating on you. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. I'm verbally abusing mm-hmm. you. Um, I have no respect for you. Like, I, mm-hmm. I treat you like trash. But at the same yep. token, next week I'm going to tell you I love you, but mm-hmm. it's just to make sure that you're going to stay with me. Or mm-hmm. they're so engulfed in the fear of they have their own demons that they're dealing with, whether it be rejection, right. whether it be fear of you leaving them, um, fear of being a failure. Um, the outside world, they have no control of. But this particular mm-hmm. situation, this particular relationship, they have control of. So it may be mm-hmm. the only other thing in his life that he can control. He can't control his job, or he might not even have a job. He can't control, um, you know, what society looks at him as. Mm-hmm. Only thing he has any control over is this situation that he's in right now, and the only way he knows how to control that situation is through violence. Does he need help? Yes. Are you want to give him help? No, because like no. I said in the beginning, you can't raise him and you can't change him. Mm-hmm. He has to want to help mm-hmm. himself first. I agree. I agree. Now. And so piggybacking on what you just said, I want our audience members to understand that if you have a man or woman who is always cheating, that's abuse. When you cheat on someone, you put them through mental abuse. Because mentally, now I'm in the house sitting, wondering what you're doing all the time. Even if you're not even cheating this time, you're just going to the store because you're always lying. Now I can't believe anything you're saying. And that five-minute walk to the store then turned into, it usually takes you three and a half minutes. So what was you doing those other two minutes? That is draining. So I I need you all to understand. And I need everyone to get it. We've all been there. I am married. I have been married for eight years. It ain't always been beachy creamy. It ain't always what you see on Facebook and on Instagram. Oh, we've been through some shit. But on the other hand, person going to change. 
and you can't see into the future. But if he does it and you decide to stay, then you have to set parameters. You have to set you have to do something where, okay, you're on a trial period. So for the next however many, six months, a year, this can't happen again. If this happens again, then I have no other choice but to leave. You cannot just keep allowing someone to walk over top of you and you not do anything. You mad, you fuss, you cuss, you throw a hissy fit. You get into an altercation, but two days later, y'all lobby-dobby. He already knows that every time he go out and cheat, you're going to do this, and then you're going to take him back. So why before you you choose. Like, a man is only going to do what you allow him to do. Because if you allow him to cheat and he got away with it the first time, you forgave him. He's going to cheat again. Mhm. And then he's going to do it again. I don't. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your status is in life. If you have a mm-hmm. cheater, he's going to cheat. I mean, Beyonce just did lemonade. Come on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I was getting ready to say you know if Jay Z could um, cheat on Beyonce, what makes you think you're not going to get cheated on? Say it again. I said if Jay-Z can cheat on Beyonce, of all people, what makes us think we're not going to get cheated on? Hey. But I don't want to man bash either. Everybody makes mistakes. Right now, I'll allow you a couple mistakes, but now you're not going to just make it an every weekend mistake either, though. I mean, okay, now, the cheating part, I do believe that, I I know some people say once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, I don't actually believe that. I believe Mm -hmm. that, I'll say, you know, all men have the capability to cheat, and I believe Mm -hmm. if they honestly believe that nobody will find out, they will cheat again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. ever get to the point where they cheat and they actually get caught and they realize what mm-hmm. what the um what the circumstances are what, mm-hmm. the consequences the consequences yeah. I do believe that a man can realize what his consequences are of cheating mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know we have himself into a point or women because I'm not going to just and it's all on men. It's like I'm not here to mm-hmm. man-bash anybody because mm-hmm. women can be equally as wicked, equally as abusive, and cheat just as well. Mm-hmm. So, and we tend to cheat. We we tend to cheat cheat smarter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And well, I, women okay. Cheat. So this we is tend a to cheat smarter. With the, with the exception of a few, a few, and you can never, you know, say 100% all the time. But this is a conversation I had with some a group of people, and I made this statement. Usually, men cheat because they see a woman, she got a fat butt, she looked pretty, she smelled nice, she winked at him, stroked his ego. He want to see what it's like. Exactly. Women cheat 
because they missing something at home. They have an ulterior motive. They need money or something like that. It's usually a reason women cheat, not just because she just see a, a man and he look good and she want he wants she want to see what he like. And now, I have to agree with you on hundred First of all, a, a woman a woman should not even be cheating with anybody else unless the person she's cheating with can provide for her equally or better than, than the relationship that she's already in. Can I get an amen? Second of all, amen. You got to preach it, sister. Yes. Second of all, um, I'm glad I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> um, women like, cheat and men cheat. Yeah, we both cheat, so it's like you just can't. But I do, with your analogy, I totally agree with with that because it's almost the same as sex. It's like, I mean, some women do will just sleep with anybody or whatever, but generally when women agree to sleep with somebody or have sex with somebody, it's an emotional bond there. And you you mm-hmm. have to realize that this person that you're sleeping with has the potential to become the parent of your child. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we tend to put more into what we're going to do and why we're going to do it. Where so mm-hmm. a man, no, he no, tra- no thought, no thought. They'll think, and then they get caught for being dumb. Always, always caught mm-hmm. for being dumb. All right, so we're going to keep it moving. Okay, now, before we keep it moving along, I need your contact information one more time. Okay, so you can email me at um, glamabooks at gmail.com. That's G-L-A-M-M-A books at gmail.com. Um, you can go to our Facebook page, Cool Awakenings, a book. You can like our page, um, and you can message me straight directly through um, the Facebook page. Um, like I said oh, before, right. the book is available on Amazon, Amazon.com. Um, and at the back of the book, there's also um, another email address for you to reach us at if you need to reach us. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. All right. All right. So moving right along, you are listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacey Ferguson, tonight and every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. And our special guest tonight is Miss Zena Zanay, the author of the book, Crew Awakening. And so now we are talking about the book. Um, We are getting into domestic violence and domestic abuse. If you need help in that area, if you need someone to talk to, if you are struggling and you need help, Miss Zena, please give us the 800 number for domestic abuse. One more time, please. I was trying to look through the book and see if I could find it real quick. I keep paying the The number for domestic abuse, 800 number. National, I got it. National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-7233. 
Women Helping Women. It's a 24-hour crisis line. That telephone number is 513-381-5610. If I am talking too fast and you need that information, you can send me an email, stacylferguson77 at gmail.com. So, Next topic is marital rape is a serious form of violence that can have life-shattering effects for its victims. I know a lot of people think that if you're married, you can't be raped by your husband. No means no, Mike Tyson, no matter whether you're married or not, right? Exactly, exactly. No means no. And um, most men, or I ain't going to say most men because, like I said, this, I'm not here to man bash, um, but a lot of men believe that once they marry you, you are their marital property, so therefore you must submit to them whenever they request or want sex. Um, but that's not the case. Like, there are, there are, there are boundaries. That is your body. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you married me, but this is my body. And if I'm saying no to you, then I mean no. Like, no is no. Mm-hmm. So if you're forcibly having sex with your partner and you're not agreeing to it, then you are being raped. If you told that person no, then you are being raped. Um, if you don't want to do it and you tell them no, you are being raped. So this occurs. It's a statistic. Um, it's actually, uh, yeah, a, a known fact. This occurs in a lot of marriages, and not so much of the ones that, and not even just in the ones that are, like, uh, physically abused, but it's just that because mm-hmm. this is the mindset of a lot mm-hmm. of men. This also occurs mm-hmm. often in, in foreign countries, like, um mm-hmm. You know, you find this in other cultures where, you know, it's forced upon you because you're expected to become to the pleasures of the man because you are their wife. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's cultural differences where, you know, it is a, it's a known fact and, um, and it occurs. But at the end of the day, you're being raped. So if mm-hmm. you're telling him no, and you really mean no, I'm not like saying no, he, 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 okay, come on, that's different. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. But, I mean, if your mind and your body isn't there and you absolutely want nothing to do with this person and you're telling them no, no means no. Absolutely. Now, so I work for Baltimore City Health Department. And in working for the health department, we have to take a lot of training classes, training sessions, and a lot of kind of information sessions where we are kept up to date of what's going on in Baltimore and Maryland, the surrounding counties, just so that we are informed of our community. So not too long ago, we had an information session about human trafficking. What I did find out is Maryland is the number eight state in the world for human trafficking. I did not know. I was not aware. And simply because Maryland is on that 95 corridor between 
D.C., Virginia, Philadelphia, New Jersey. It's up and down that 95 corridor. So I'm also going to give the 800 number or the hotline number for human trafficking in case you see something that looks suspicious. You see children outside all the time asking, can you contribute to their football clubs, their Girl Scouts, their this. You see women outside sometimes asking for money. If you see a child, they don't look right. If you see a woman or man, they don't look right, like they are scared, like they asking you for money, but they are really unsure, and you can clearly tell that something isn't right, they may be a victim of human trafficking. So please be aware of that. Keep that in your mind um, so that you are aware. And here's the number for the National Human Trafficking Resource Center. It's one 373 Seven eight eight eight. Again, it's one eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. I always want you guys to be looking around, um, to be aware of your surroundings. Um, if you see someone, there is just like Mazina said earlier in the show. You can always tell a person who's been abused. The look in their eyes, the sadness in their eyes, even when everybody else is laughing or everybody else is enjoying themselves, there is something about that person that just won't allow them to be happy. You never know what they are going through in their home life. So be vigilant. Be aware. Always take advantage of being I don't know what the word is besides aware of your surroundings and to know your inner circle, the people that you are, you know, engaged with on a daily basis. Someone could really need your help, just don't know how to say it or too scared to say it. So if you see something, say something. All right, so the next um, quote in the book is, the majority of victims who did not report their victimization to the police thought the police would not or could not do anything on their behalf. These findings suggest that most victims of intimate partner violence do not consider the justice system an appropriate vehicle for resolving conflicts with with intimates. National Violence Against Women Survey, and that came from her article, um, Patricia, I'm not going to try the last name, T-J-A-D-E-N, and Nancy Stones. That was from July of 2000. Now, in 2016, is our police department better, do you think, at handling these cases? Well, see, now some of the laws have changed. So it depends Mm -hmm. on what state you're living in. Like some states actually have a domestic violence um, law in place where if they physically see that the woman is abused. They actually have to take her abuser into custody. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then the problem with that is, is that they lock the men up, but then release them on their own recall. And then they have time to mm-hmm. go back to their victim mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and talk her out of it. So then she doesn't right. testify to them or she drops the 
been charged. Mm-hmm. But some states has some states have laws where the state actually takes over. So she can't mm-hmm. change her mind or she can't withdraw or um and then, you know, of the case where the wife can't testify against the husband. Mm-hmm. There are cases mm-hmm. where, you know, he knows that the state has this law, and so that what he does in turn, once he believes that he goes and and marries her, so that she can't mm-hmm. testify against him once once they get to court. Now, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that's what happened in the Ray Wright court case, but we all know that. Right. They did right. get married soon after the um, his charges were filed. Right. So um, they had a smart attorney, at least. Yes. Mhm. All right. Now, one more time, give them your information, how they can contact you for book signings, for focus groups, what have you. How can we reach Miss Zena? Okay, so the best way is um, to keep up abreast of what we're actually doing is to, like I said, make sure that you like Cool Awakenings, the book on Facebook. Um, we do have an upcoming book signing, hopefully um, August, the end of August, hopefully the book signing, another book signing will be held then. And it's, it's set to be placed, um, it's set to be placed at Melba's in Baltimore City. I don't actually have a date yet. We're working on that date right now. Um, but as soon as we have a, we have a book signing coming up or um, we're going to a festival, like everything that we're doing, mm-hmm. we post it on Facebook so everyone is in the know as far as, you know, what's going on. Um, All right. So remember, Cruel Awakenings, a book on Facebook. You're going to like us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also on Instagram. I forgot that. But we're on Instagram under Cruel Awakening. So you could actually direct message us through Instagram. Um, okay. And the email address, once again, is glamourbook mm-hmm. at com. And definitely make sure that you grab yourself a copy off of Amazon.com or CreateSpace.com or go to your local bookstore and request it because it is cataloged. You should be able to get it from your local bookstore. Um, I I do have word that some libraries are actually um, going to catalog it in their libraries, depending on what state you live in. Um, but as you and I both know that there is some pretty strong adult content in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. It might uh, might not make it on the shelf, but, um, yes, the book is definitely for mature audiences only. And once again, if you have Kindle Unlimited, the book is free to you. Um, otherwise, oh, right. the purchase price is three ninety nine. Um, it's $0.99 cent if you actually purchase a book. So if you purchase a book um, because you like to feel a paper but you can't stop reading it because I know that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen, mm-hmm. you're not going to be yep. able to put it down, you're going to want to keep reading it, 
um, and you're going to want to take it with you on the go. So if you don't want to carry that book with you, you can download it to your smartphone. You can download it to your tablet. You can take it with you and just keep mm-hmm. reading it. Like the 4th of July is coming up. That's a perfect time to grab that book because you will be captivated from page one. I can guarantee you. All yes, you will. Of my, um, it actually has... Um, all five-star ratings for Amazon reviews, um, and everybody pretty much is saying the same thing. I couldn't put it down. I couldn't stop writing. One lady actually said I called in sick because I was not going to stop finishing. Wait a minute. Back up. Wait a minute. Back up because you cut out and we missed the last part. You said one lady said something. I said one lady, one of my reviews, the lady said she actually called in sick because she could not stop reading the book. So she called in sick <laughs> so she could finish reading it. All right. Now, that's what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, this book is good. I'm reading the pages, honey. Yeah. The, every, every time we left out the house, I had the book in my hand told my husband he could drive so I could read while he drove to wherever we was going. I couldn't put it down. I didn't want to put it down. It's awesome. See, so I have. I've, I've had a couple of couples that actually read it together because um, I had gave away some free copies, like when the book, mm-hmm. the book first initially came out last year. Mm-hmm. And, like, I asked her, I'm like, are you finished reading it yet? She said, well, I was going to finish reading it, but my husband took it from me, and he won't give it back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now I have to oh, wait until read it. Yes, I plan on reading it to Harvest Star tonight after sh- after this show. So after this show, I will reread the book for the second time, but I'll be reading it to my husband. And usually oh, that's what we do. If I get a book and it's good, I usually read it to him, and we lay in the bed, cut off the TV, I read to him, and that's our, you know, kind of quality time. But oh, yeah. this, is, well, this is one of those books I will be reading. You're going to read him chapter 14, and you're going to have fun tonight. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start backwards. We're going to start at 14, and then I start from the beginning. Yeah. Well, everybody is like, you know, okay, I can't get into it. I always say go to chapter 14 first. Read chapter 14 first, then go mm-hmm. back and read the rest mm-hmm. of the book. Like, read chapter 14, you know. Chapter 14, uh, the character Zakia gets her life. I just wanted to yes. leave it there, but she gets her yes, she does. <laughs> yes, she does. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Now, all right, so before, because we running down on time. We only got 37 minutes left. But I was, so, I think it, okay, wait a minute. Let me back up. You're listening to Make Me Feel in Radio. This is your host, Stacey. Tonight and every Sunday night from 7 to 9, and our special guest for tonight is Ms. Zena Zanay, author of the book, Cruel Awakening. If you have any questions and you are on the line for Ms. Zena Zanay, feel free to press 1. She is available for questions, and so we're going to continue on with the show, but I needed to let you guys know if you have a question, press 1, and we'll um, log you in, and we can talk back and forth. So, now, I am 39 years old, 
And first of all, I want to give a shout out to my homegirl Stacy. Yes, there's two Stacys, me and my homegirl Stacy. So when I first met Stacy, her and her girlfriends were going to the Teamsters on Urban Avenue to see male strippers. Nothing about that before then. So. I decide, all right, what the hell? I'm going to go one time, just see what it's like. And this was in maybe 1998, 1997 ish, around in that time. Yeah, I remember. I did not know. Yes, yes. Bring your own drink, bring your own food. You called ahead and got your table. And so when you got there, you had a table, and then there was a stage. And then there was, like, camera action. Did you have gigolo? (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And when I tell you we used to go from Baltimore to D.C., the classics, and then it was another, besides the classics, it was something else, the, um, uh, uh, Mirage or something like that. 32nd Street Plaza, girl. Yes, 32nd Street. We were from Baltimore to D.C. seeing the strippers. We even traveled to Upper Marlboro to a place called The Spot, which was a, a Jamaican food restaurant, a pool hall, a drive through liquor store, and the strip club. It was one way oh, in, one way out. It had one bathroom in there for the women, and it had no door on the stall, so you had to go with your homegirl so she could stand in front of you to go to the bathroom. It was two stalls, but they didn't have doors. Oh, we went to see the strippers, and we was on it, like, every weekend. Yes, we did. So when you brought up the stripper scene in the book, Oh my God, the memories! The memories. I had to do that for the ladies. Like, yeah, I had to, and I'm see. so glad you did. I'm yeah, glad you did. I had to let the ladies see. I had to let the ladies see that there is life outside of whatever situation you is. There is light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel. There is hope. Mm-hmm. And Lord mm-hmm. Jesus, he just yeah. happened to come to us. She just happened to come in a beautiful package of nice chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to leave that alone. We're not even going to go into details because I was right now, and I don't need my husband calling me talking about, yeah, her, if you want to show your little net. No, no, no. We're going we're gonna to leave that alone for right now. I'll talk to you about that later, Ms. Zena. Well, you know, it ain't nothing wrong with looking. You don't have to react. You don't have to act. You don't have to participate. But there's nothing wrong with looking. But it's always God nice gave, to look. Yes, God gave us eyes. God gave us eyes to mm-hmm. see. You know, mm-hmm. and you know what? To be honest with you, though, you like even being in a relationship. Now, I mean, and a lot of ladies can attest to this. Now, we go out to the club, or we see these men taking mm-hmm. all their clothes, and we mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. It just sends mm-hmm. It just does something to us. So when we get back home, and let's yes. get this party now, started. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. they shouldn't they shouldn't feel threatened or offended or anything like that because 
They get to put us when we get home. We done learned some tricks while we was there. We done took some How about it? We ready to go mm-hmm. home and just start trying some new things. Okay? Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we got 32 minutes to go. Is there a question or is there a statement? Is there something that I did not ask that you wanted to say before I continue asking all the million questions that I had about? Well, we can go back to your million questions, but um, I just want to give some advice um, based on my knowledge and my experience. I just want mm-hmm. to stress to anyone in a situation that you always have a plan out and know where you're mm-hmm. going. Uh, make mm-hmm. sure you ensure all steps and that you prepare yourself to ensure your safety. Each situation is different. Each abuser is different. But anyone in this situation needs to do three things. Remember these things, four things, actually. I need you to assess, prepare, react, and then flee. I'm going to say it again. Say it again. Yes. Yeah. Prepare, react, and then flee. It has to be a well thought out process because your life may depend on it. One more time, because I know somebody didn't get all of it. You didn't get that? I need you to think this through. If you're in this situation, you need to assess, and by assess, I mean assess your situation. Prepare. By prepare, I mean save you some money, stash you some money aside. React, meaning that you set up a, a, um, a plan that you have devised, a method of escape, and that everything, everyone involved is on board. So whether it's your go-to person, your safe house, mm-hmm. Um, that they mm-hmm. know that any given moment that you, you need to flee to them, that you're able to go. Mm-hmm. I need you to have your kids abreast as to what's going on. I need your kids mm-hmm. to know how to get out of the house if you're ever in a situation to keep them out of harm's way, whether mm-hmm. it's for them to move next door to the neighbor's house, whether it's to have them dial 911, or maybe it's to go find that cell phone that you got stashed in the bushes. Whatever mm-hmm. the situation is, mm-hmm. make sure that you have that situation under control and that your kids have been well-informed, well-drilled, well-rehearsed. They understand, and they also understand that they can never disclose this information to your disposal, your, dis- mm-hmm. your abuser. So, and the last thing is to flee. And flee, I mean, just to totally leave the situation. Um, let's see, is there anything else about this book? I think the one thing that I want to stress, um, and this is one of the key points that I wanted to hit on and I made sure that I hit on, is that this may not be your situation. This may not be Mm -hmm. your problem. But if you're living in an apartment, or you're living in the house next door, and you can physically hear. I was going to get there, mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and keep you going. Check your neighbor being abused. Don't just sweep that under the car, under the carpet. Don't turn a blind eye because 
you can anonymously call the police and report the situation or report anything. You can call social services. There are so many other areas that you can call. You may actually be saving a life. Mm-hmm. You may actually mm-hmm. be saving a life. So don't. Don't turn it by. Don't don't go with oh it's not none of my business. Um, I'm not going to say anything because it's none of my business. Mm-hmm. No, it may not be none of your business. But if there's children in that household, mm-hmm. or a life in danger, human nature should kick in and just mm-hmm. say I need yep. to do something to help this person. I can hear her screaming. I can hear mm-hmm. her calling for help. Or mm-hmm. people turn around and say, oh, they fight all the time. Only one of them is fighting mm-hmm. all the time. Since them believe mm-hmm. that other person mm-hmm. is not fighting all the time. That other person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. needs help. She doesn't know how to get help. She doesn't know how mm-hmm. to call for help. She doesn't know how to reach out for help. But you're there. You're here. You're an earshot. You can hear what's going on. Reach out. Mm-hmm. Do Mm-hmm. Even if it's yep. called 911 and reported anonymously, let the police go over there and assess that situation. But know at the mm-hmm. end of the night when you lay your head on your pillow that you've done what you could have done to help that person out. Mm-hmm. You know, don't wake up Absolutely. the next morning on the news and say, I would have, could have, should have. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. make sure that you know that you have done something. So, the two things, well, two of the things that I was going to elaborate on is, first and foremost, ladies, if you have children and you are being abused, this is not the time to think that your children don't know what's going on. They are full, If they are old enough, they are fully aware of what's going on. I need you to sit down and have a conversation with them and devise an escape plan. And the book, because I've never been in a domestic abuse relationship, it never even occurred to me of all the dynamics that has to be in place for you to be able to live freely. So when it came, when it got to the book where she sat down and she talked to her two boys, I keep saying she like I'm not talking about you. I apologize. When you sat down and you talked to your two boys and you told them, okay, look, this is what what you have to do. You have to be, you told the oldest one, like, you have to protect your brother. You have to get to the neighbor's house. You have to get out the house. These are the things that you need to have in place. So be aware Don't just think the kids don't know what's going on or they'll be fine or he won't hit the kids or, you know, I can handle it. You and your kids have to find safety. So you have to instruct them and you have to go over an escape plan like right now. Exactly. And I I just want you to know, like, if you're an earshot and you can hear my voice, that the National Domestic Hotline, Balance Hotline, is 1-800-799-7233. I also want you to know that, remember, being prepared is key. 
And I'm going to mm-hmm. list some things that you need to do. One, mm-hmm. you're going to pack and hide your getaway bag, which should include credit mm-hmm. cards, clothing, and any important documents that you may need. Your children's birth certificate, your social security card, um, pay stubs, tax forms, um, anything that you, important documents that you may need that you would not have to come back to the house to get. Mm-hmm. Number two is to know where you're going when you leave. A shelter, a friend's house that he doesn't know. You cannot go to a friend's house where he knows that's where mm-hmm. you're going. You mm-hmm. have to go to a friend's house that he doesn't know their address and he has no clue that you even have dealings with this person anymore. You mm-hmm. want to start saving in a separate account that he doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. You want to open a savings account or stash it at your parents' house or somewhere else that she doesn't know. You always want to keep your car full of gas. You want to have a spare set of keys to your car. Um, you want to plan out your escape route. Like I had said before, plan out an escape route with your kids. Your kids need to know what to do. Trying to gather them up um, in a frenzy, in the middle of an argument, trying to escape when things have gotten really bad. Now is not the time. Your children need to already know this is what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to do this happens. It's just like a fire. In the fire, they yep. tell you to drop, roll, and do something. Drop, roll, and bounce, and do something. Yes, yeah, stop, and, drop, and, and roll. Yeah. The same thing. Your kids should know the three magic words. I got to get mm-hmm. out of here. You mm-hmm. get them the three magic words and help them plan out their escape. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I need you to do is to keep a non-planned cell phone. Okay? So get you a boost or whatever you need to get that doesn't have mm-hmm. a plan, a disposable phone, and keep it mm-hmm. somewhere where you can't find it. And somewhere mm-hmm. you can get for it. Because if you're in an argument or he's he's in, he's literally beating your ass and he takes mm-hmm. your phone, you knows you're going to call the police to him, you mm-hmm. better have a way to reach help when mm-hmm. you need it. So you need to keep mm-hmm. this phone somewhere where you can get a hold of it. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things that you can do now that I wasn't privileged to have during that time. Mm-hmm. But now it's no reason for you to be a victim. Wake up. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. All right. If my callers that's on the line holding have any questions for Ms. Zena, feel free to push one. If you are listening online and you have a question, the telephone number is 6429-0630. And then the next topic is, well, I, want to, I wanted to elaborate on is neighbors. If you hear a couple next door and you hear or you know that there's children in the house, whether there's children in the house or not, but especially if there's children in the house, if you know that this man is abusive and he randomly, whenever, is beating on his wife, the children, what have you, this is not the time to mind your business. This is not the time. Remain anonymous. Call 911, let the police come, 
because at least that might save her life this time. We have got to be more of a community. We have got to stop this, stop snitching, I'm minding my business, I don't want this, and I'm not getting into that. This is not the time for you to mind your business. This is the time to get somebody some help that can't get the help that they need themselves. So please, if you are listening and you know someone who is being abused, please help them. Even if you decide to go back to him, not the point. The point is that you at least do something that you can do that will help her right now. I'm just putting it out there. Always, always say to anyone that you know in this situation. Like I said, you can always anonymously call the police. And ladies, remember, love does not have to hurt. No. Not at all. Love, even if it's not physically abuse or physical abuse, there is mental abuse. There is verbal abuse. There is if someone abuse. is talking, yes, absolutely. If someone is talking to you like you are less than a capable human being who understands and comprehends, that's called verbal abuse. If he calling you stupid and dumb and what the hell is wrong with you and just that, that's abuse. No one should talk to you in that manner. These are the things that you should be aware of. You're not, you're not scared. You're not ugly, you're not fat, you're not dumb, you're not stupid. You're Mm -hmm. not his bitch. You can be your own bitch, (laughs) but you don't Mm -hmm. have to be his Mm -hmm. bitch. Yep. So, yes. These are things, ladies, that we should be looking out for. These are things that you should be aware of. If you are just starting to date someone and he is showing signs of aggression, it's not cute that he crazy. Girl, he crazy. I like him. No, 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 no. Because that crazy you are not going like in the middle of the night when he wake you up out of your sleep to put the smack down on your candy ass for something that he didn't concoct in his home brain that's really not the movie that's going on in reality. That's not cute. So stop thinking being a man that is aggressive is cute. It's not. And be aware, ladies. Mm-hmm. And I like to add, be weary of mm-hmm. the extreme monitor. When I mean extreme yeah. monitor, like he clocking your yeah. every move, where you been, yeah. who you go to, who you talk to, who mm-hmm. you email, who you Facebook, mm-hmm. who your friends. If you go into mm-hmm. your friends, go into your text messages, go into this, he is an mm-hmm. extreme monitor. That person right there. Those are all telltale, all telltale times signs. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he is eventually yeah. going to use all of the information that he got to have every moment mm-hmm. on you. Yep. He's going to use that against you eventually. Don't think it's cute. Don't say, "Oh, he's so jealous." No. Mm-hmm. No. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
I agree. I agree 100%. Ladies, these are signs you should be aware of. Ladies, these are signs that if you see them, you should run in the opposite direction. This is not something you want to be a part of. So please, 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 we all have to work together. We all are a community. And you know here on Make Me Feel It Radio, I have resources for whatever you need. So feel free to send me an email, stacylferguson77 at gmail.com if you need resources or help. Um, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. You can contact Mazina if you have already arrived and have gotten through it and you just need someone to talk to or if you are still dealing with it and you just need to talk to someone who has already been through it. Miss Zena is available. You can contact her through Facebook, the crew awake or crew awakening the book or email address Miss Zena. Email address Glamour. is Books at gmail dot com. That's Books at gmail dot com. That's G L A M M A. B O O K S at gmail.com. All right. And so, our final 15 minutes of the show, I will open the line. If anyone has questions, feel free to press one. If you are listening from your computer, 646 929. 0630 is the phone number. Feel free to call in if you have any questions. If you are already on the line, feel free to press 1 if you have any questions. Ms. Zena, do you have anything you would like to talk about before we leave for tonight? Well, if anybody would like a free copy of the book, um, I would give a free book to the first five callers. Oh, all right. So all you people on the line, you need to press one to get a free book. And Mazina, um, you will keep us posted through Facebook on right, through uh, Facebook. your activities and where you will be um, for book signings or what have you. Exactly. All all of um our current events are going to be posted um, at. The um, Cool Awakening, the book Facebook page. Uh, we mm-hmm. also keep you up to date on uh, Instagram at Cool Awakening. Mm-hmm. That's one word. Cool Awakening mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, we're there. Um, we also, um, you can email us again at glamourbooks mm-hmm. at um, And again, you can get the book on Amazon.com. Again, it's free to all Kindle Unlimited users. If you purchase uh-huh. a book from Amazon, it is $0.99. Cents. It's three ninety nine for regular Kindle users, and the book is now on sale at nine ninety nine. Unless you're one of the next first five callers and you get it for free. All right. So 
if you are on the line with us, 646-929-0630, we are giving away five free books. And I will, how long we got now? We got 12 minutes left. So I'll give people a, a second to call in and press one um, so they can get their free book. And I apologize because I'm also the engineer. So I'm getting my callers passed through now. So while she's patching through the, the call, it says, I just want the audience to actually feel what it was like to live in the shoes of a woman in an abusive relationship to experience her fears as well as what she is internalizing at that time. So I hope that in writing the book that you're in a place where you can actually feel um, what an abused woman actually is internalizing at the time while she's actually going through the abuse to get a better understanding of why she's made the choices of, that she's made and not to be judgmental. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's very important um, because people often ask why do women or men stay in abusive relationships, and only you can know if it's a safe place, if it's safe for you to leave a dangerous situation. The statistics show that women who are in an abusive relationship are more likely to be murdered when they are attempting to leave their abusers, and others mm-hmm. other things can be fear family, religious beliefs, financial reasons, or they simply have nowhere to go. Um, mm-hmm. and that's why I said in the beginning, at the end of each chapter, there's an information guide um, for their views um, as to where they can go and where they can call for help. Um, mm-hmm. I think the other thing that I wanted to um, to alliterate, alliterate on was um, I actually designed my book cover, and as you can see, that the background is all black. Um, the background mm-hmm. is there to symbolize the darkness of violence, and the eyes represents the windows to her soul. All right. I got, okay, I see that. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, that is how um, that is how the book cover came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, before uh, you just made me think of another um, question uh, that I totally forgot. So, is there a part two? Yes. Part two is called Blue Awakening. And like I said, by popular demand, I'm getting numerous, um, like, messages on Facebook. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody just wants to know you know, what happened to Zakia. Zakia is the main character in the book. Um, Mm -hmm. They want to know uh, if after, at the end, that if she leaves and stays gone. Um, And so all Mm -hmm. of those questions will be answered in Blue Awakening, which is going to be part two of Blue Awakening. Um, It it won't be released until sometime next year because of the other projects Mm -hmm. that I'm working on at the um, present moment. Um, okay. So, um, I'm sorry, and um, again, um, thank you for your patience and me just getting it out there. 
Um, but I needed to be right. You know, there are going to be some surprises in, in Blue Awakening. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. Like, it's like it was there, but there are some surprises in Blue Awakening. So um, some things will occur that will shock you. And like I said, there are some things in Part 2 that may make you sad, but the best part about Pooh, Blue Awakening is that she gets her identity. She's able to, you know, identify with herself with not saying too much to give away mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what is going to occur in part two, which is Blue Awakening, but it is definitely shocking. Um, now, so, we got seven minutes left. We got five books to give away. So if you are on the line, 646-929-0630, press 1, and the five people will win a free book today. So we are going to take the first caller. Caller, you are on the line with Ms. Dina and me, Stacy. Will make me feel it, radio. You supposed to say make, make me feel, me feel it. it. You gotta make me feel it, and you gotta make me make feel it. Make me feel it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And what is your name? DJ. <laughs> Hi, DJ. How are you? I'm good, Stacy. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Miss Dina, this is your first time for the book. All right, Woo! today. Thank you for listening today. And you are Thank you so that. much. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm excited. All right, so okay, DJ. Stacey's so, um, going to get your, um, your contact information, and we'll get that out to you as soon as we can. I hope you will enjoy it. Make sure you remember to like us on CoolAwakeningTheBook.com. Um, okay. And keep abreast of but I am guarantee you this is for your reading pleasure and you will enjoy it. Even though it's I'm the sure. same story, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry, it'll make you think. Okay. So, yes, it most certainly it, will. It most certainly will. I'm excited. Thank right. you, thank you, thank you. DJ, DJ, yes. my email address, Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, the letter L, Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, 77 at gmail.com. Please send me an email and let me know that you are winner number one. Okay, can I just text it to you? Since yes. I have your phone what, number. You got, <laughs> wait a second. Yes, ma'am, you may text it to me. Okay, thank and we you will so get much. your book out to you soon. Thank okay, you for listening. I'm excited. Thank you. No problem. Bye bye. All right, Ms. Zena, you ready for winner number two? I'm ready for winner number two. Winner number two, you are on the line with Stacy and Miss Zena. Make me feel it, radio. You got to say, make me feel it. Winner number two. Are you on the line with us? Did you did? Mommy, oh Lord, this is my mother, Miss Zena. Because I sure want the book. All right. Oh, all right, ma. 
All right. I was late. That's but okay. The part that she Okay, she's a mama can read the book too. Mama gonna read you. Absolutely. The apple that falls from the tree, Miss Zena. I was late tuning in. I forgot. I ain't gonna lie. I had company. Uh, uh, uh. But what I heard, I was like, okay, yeah, I need to read the book. Right. I have some people I need to talk to. Good. So good. Here I am. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Congratulations. No thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoy the book and we'll get that out to you as soon as we can. All right, yeah. Right. Thank you, baby. I'll be going out tomorrow, so you should have it before the end of the week. All righty, okay. It was a okay. great show from what I heard. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Cool Awakening the Book. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, and um, um, don't forget to write us a review and tell us how you liked it. I sure will. Okay, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Love you guys. Thank you, Ma. I love you. Okay, bye-bye. All right. Well, Miss <laughs> Dana, that's funny. Mama, switch. First of all, I do not know anyone's phone number by heart. So when I click on a thing, I don't know who's coming up on the show. I just <laughs> I just click. And it looks like we're only giving away two books tonight because only two people press one to talk. I don't know what's going on, but okay. They don't want to give their name. They want to be anonymous. I, I, I don't know. Going one. To give away 646-929-0630. With all the people I see on this line, I don't understand why you would not want a free book, but okay, whatever. I'm not going um. Well, maybe they've already Maybe they Kindle Unlimited users and they have um already gotten their free copy. Oh, maybe. You might be right. But um, this book will be autographed, so when I send them out, they will be autographed, so you can get your free copy. All right. Well, we only have one minute and 45 seconds left, so I am going to wrap it up because I don't see anything. Let's give out the hotline number one more time. It's 1-800-799. 7233 National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1 799 7233. All right, all right. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Mazina, for agreeing to be on the show. I have thoroughly enjoyed the book and you as well. And you know, I will be harassing you soon um, on Tuesday. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And don't forget, Miss Zena will also be doing a um interview on S for Essence. She will appear in the magazine, an article, right? It's um at One Essence Radio is with um Janice Maven. That um, interview is actually this Thursday, the 16th, on Internet Radio, WMEL, 
if again, if you go to the um, Cruel Awakening Facebook.com website, I mean Facebook page, the link is there to take you to that actual radio interview where I'll be interviewed by Miss uh, Janice May. All right, we got 10 seconds. We got 10 seconds. All right, ten, ten seconds. seconds. Thank you, everyone. Three for seconds. Listening. And we're done. Yes, we are. Wow. We are done. Go, Miss Zena. Go, Miss Zena. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You did it. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Today, Bridget Griffin shared a video of her daily yoga routine, two self-help articles, and her new blog called Build Your Inner Bridge with Bridge. Girl, your sharing has turned into oversharing. No worries, Bridge. Geico has some info worth sharing with your seven blog followers, like how you could save money on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim just by visiting geico.com. How's that for building your inner bridge? Bridge, Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Earlier this week, Claire Tippins shared a princess nickname generator, three pictures of her dog wearing a tutu, and two online quizzes, including what candy is your dream castle made of? Claire, your sharing has tipped the sugar scale and turned into oversharing. But have no fear, princess. Geico has something worth sharing with your internet kingdom, like how you could save hundreds on your car insurance just by visiting geico.com. No magic wand required. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.